On a mission to change the world from the inside out with love, Christy Holt is joining me from Alberta, Canada, to share how relationship with self is the foundation of all other relationships. I'm Jennifer Regular, the host of Awaken and Ascend, where I get to bring spiritual change makers and healers from around the world to share their wisdom with you so that you can become a fuller expression of who you are to experience greater meaning and fulfillment. Christy Holt is a self-proclaimed happiness hussy, coach, podcast host of Create Your Happy, which is inspiration for conscious women available wherever you listen to podcasts, and an international best-selling author for Unstuck for Women, which is available on Amazon. She loves to show people how to get out of survival mode so that they can consciously create their happy life, relationships, and impact they desire. Christy is a coach for whole-ass humans using her signature CREATE method. She journeys alongside her soul-led clients to support and love them as they discover and unlearn. Christy's mentorship helps her clients to connect with their soul-aligned desires and make sure nothing stops them from making the massive impact they are meant to create. So excited to welcome you, Christy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here to share this space, to share this conversation. I know that it's going to be really inspiring for for both of us and probably for anyone who's listening as well as every conversation we have shared has been been that way. Yes, absolutely. And you know that I'm a self-proclaimed soul illuminator at lighting the path. And I'm curious what lit your path to becoming the happiness hussy. Well, you know, it's it's a it's a journey, right? This whole life is all of these tiny moments that contribute to where we've ended up today. So I will try and give you a couple of highlights from along the journey that give you a bit of an understanding of how I how I got here. But of course, we don't have time for all of the stories that contribute. But uh, and I will share a little anecdotal story about how I how I took on the title, the happiness hussy, because I do get asked that actually a fair bit. So my journey started, uh, I, I'm going to start with a few key points. When I was 14, I started my first business as a piano teacher, and I, I loved working for myself. I'm not sure what happened because I started down the people-pleasing route, went to university as a good girl does to become an accountant as, you know, as I was sort of, I'm not sure that I would say my parents expected it, but it's definitely what they encouraged. And I felt like that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to make them happy. I think as any child and young adult does, they do want to, you know, naturally make their parents happy. And so I became a professional accountant. I learned very quickly, probably about on the first week on the job when we did a training with this, this, I can't remember which personality assessment, but one of the assessments and it was a color-based one. So someone out there probably knows which one that is. And I don't remember what everyone else was, but I do remember that one of these things was not like the other. I was in the friendly, outgoing, like uh, connecting sort of category all by myself. And everybody else was in like the super analytical, like black and white thinking category. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. Now, I did love some aspects of that job, but when I did leave that career to have my family, it was a no-brainer for me to not go back. And some circumstances unfolded, and honestly, I did need a bit of a slap upside the head to leave it behind fully. Uh, but sometimes 
that's what we need. And so I moved on and, you know, I'm, I'm really shortcutting a lot of the things here, but moving ahead, the next sort of direction I wanted to take was when my kids were old enough to go to school, I started finding myself with a little bit more free time. And I wonder what should I do with that time? I didn't want to go back to accounting. That was a clear no for me at that point. And so I explored fitness and nutrition coaching. And so that is actually how I got into the coaching side of things. Fast forward a few more years, ended up going through a really, really challenging divorce and co-parenting with my kid's dad. Going to keep fast forwarding there because that was a, a really tricky spot in my life. And I know we're going to talk about getting unstuck. So I'm going to leave some of the details of that story for that part of the conversation. Um, but fast forward, I actually have found now the most amazing human ever. I have the best partner in the world. I am a mom to three of my own teen boys. They're all teenagers now. And actually, you know, ugh, I can't believe they're almost in high school. This blows my mind because in my mind, I'm still definitely, I don't know, 30 or something, <laughs> definitely not in my forties. So that math is weird for me. Um, but we found each other. He has a, a son as well. So we, between us have four teenage boys and life is loud and full of adventure and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, to say about the the happiness hussy piece of it, you know, as my journey as a coach sort of evolved, I realized the, the, the body was just a small piece of the big puzzle. And the lessons that I had learned, the wisdom that I had learned experientially through, through going through that divorce, starting my own business, really having to discover myself, and then the pandemic really kind of put a full stop to the fitness work that I was doing. And I had an opportunity to really go inward and reflect on what it was that I truly wanted. Now I've been, I've been lost on this journey a number of times and taken some detours well away from the things that I wanted as a recovered, I'm going to say 99% recovered people pleaser. I, I mean, I still genuinely desire to make other people happy. So that's probably never going to go away, but it's not going to be at my own expense. So uh, as that kind of shifted and everything else, I, I've just really leaned into coaching the whole ass human because what I discovered was when I, when I sought coaching for my business, but my marriage was in shambles, I needed someone who could coach me, the human, not just the business side, because I couldn't focus there. And what I needed was support on a personal side, on a soul level, on a, you know, a deep heart human level. And so I really wanted to lean into coaching people in the entirety of their lives because we're not segmented. We're, we're complex and we're fascinating and we can't just focus on one little tiny piece and ignore the rest. Cause that just, in my own experience, absolutely doesn't work. The happiness hussy came from my cousin actually, because we had this conversation once and she was sort of teasing me. It kind of had come out of a, a bit more of a story about how I was sharing about how this, this aunt of ours kind of gave me a look about seeing my content on social media that very clearly communicated she wasn't terribly excited or inspired by my messages of inspiration and happiness, which sadly that's her loss. Um, but my cousin jokingly said, oh, you happiness hussy, you, not everyone can handle that kind of level of happiness, right? And so I was like, ooh, oh yes, I am going to steal that happiness hussy for days. I am on a mission to change the world one person from the inside out at a time. And what better title than the happiness hussy to, to take that message and spread it all over? 
Wow. I truly find that mission to change the world is really what propels us to move forward and embrace those changes and find the courage in those pivots, like really find the power in those pivots all the way through. And so I think that's just amazing. And there's a lot of people I know that are out there that, like you said, starts in one type of job, went for years of study in school, feel like they have to live up to the expectations of parents or even themselves for having spent and invested all of that time and energy, thinking they knew what they were meant to be doing, get into it. And then you changed it. Even when you had a family to support, your marriage was in shambles, you knew that that wasn't meant for you. There was something better. There was something more that you needed to be doing in your life. And so that took a lot of courage. And it also took a lot of drive and having that sense of purpose. There's a lot of people that might have a little bit about that too, but are afraid to leave that security of the job and that steady paycheck and feel kind of stuck in that, right? And I know you wrote a whole book on becoming unstuck, you know, so I'd love to hear more about that and what you would say to those people that would love to leave the job that they're in right now or love to leave the relationship they're in right now because they want to have more meaning, more fulfillment and create a better life for themselves and not feel so stuck and heavy and down, which is a real burden when we're not living our full potential. We hold back so much that it feels heavy. So how do we break through all of that, Christy? Well, and first I want to encourage you because I want to just tell you that you are worthy no matter what job you're doing or what labels you assign to yourself or what beliefs or mindsets you're, you have, you are worthy already. And you deserve to have a life that feels really freaking good. Like that is our intended state. Our intended state is not as the world may have led you to believe suffering and pain and loneliness and disconnection. That is not our intended state. Our intended state is to feel good and to feel connection and ultimately to be wrapped in love. And so getting unstuck, yeah, you're absolutely right. It does require a level of courage because there can be so much fear blocking us, fear of disappointing other people, fear of disappointing ourselves, fear of loneliness, fear of just the uncertainty of it all. And I know that one kept me in that marriage knowing it wasn't really a good fit, but the fear held me back for a number of years. And so I stayed with this, with this idea, I guess, that I was protecting my kids uh, from having a broken family experience. And what happened ultimately was I came to a couple of realizations. Number one was like, holy crap, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the common denominator in all of the problems. It's me. And then at the same time, okay, wait a minute though. It's me. I'm the one who actually has the power to change all of my experiences and shift out of all of my problems and into the life that I truly wanted. And it felt impossible, you know, before I sort of had this big aha moment. I know I was like, oh, same old, same old, woke up anxious and overwhelmed every day. Like, oh, I'm going to do this again. And like managing other people's moods and emotions was taking its toll on me. The anxiety was mounting and I, I I could create this happy front on the outside, but deep down inside, I was lonely. I felt disconnected. I had lost who I was amongst my duties and my martyrdom serving everyone else ahead of myself, like the people pleasing and perfectionism just literally 
took me from from having a, a good outlook on life to gradually diminishing it to barely surviving. And so I really wanted to shift out of that. I had this aha moment, like it's me. And then I realized I've got to stop blaming. I've got to stop the complaining and I've got to stop living for everybody else except myself. Because if no one, no one else is going to prioritize me. That's the truth. They're busy worrying about their stuff and, and maybe they're, they're doing that. But if, if I'm not going to prioritize me, I can't expect anyone else to. And so I started on this journey and the divorce was unfortunately a part of it because it was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. And even when it's the right thing, there is a huge amount of grief that comes along with that. There is a huge amount of what are they going to say? What are they going to think? And the truth is other people, you know, you, you think that they care, right? You, what you, you're worried what they're going to think and say, but the truth is they're honestly not thinking about you as much as you might think they are. And so honestly, you've got to just start living your life for you. And this can be baby steps, right? One little choice at a time, this thing would feel really great for me. And so I'm going to go ahead and do that care for myself, nurture myself. And it began this journey of of self-discovery, of going within. Who am I without all of those labels, without all those expectations, without the shooting on myself and the trying to, you know, keep everyone else happy, which, spoiler alert, realized, ah, I can't do that. It's not my responsibility yet. Oh my gosh, should I try so hard? Uh, bless my little heart from five years ago. I was trying so hard to, you know, help my ex-husband to, to, to feel better, to live a better, you know, create the life that I would have, I would have thought he wanted. Right. And that's the real rub is that we are doing that with out of our own expectations and our perspective. And that's not there. So everyone's on their own journey and we just have to actually love and accept them where they're at, because that is the true catalyst to change anyways. And in my case, I needed to love myself first. And that meant me leaving. And, and I realized that second pivotal shift was realizing that's what my kids really, truly needed. They didn't need to be protected from a broken home. They needed to be shown what it is to love yourself, what it is to create your own happiness, what it is to lead yourself. And I needed to do that by going first so that I could show them. Wow. <laughs> Pretty powerful there. Yeah. And a real catalyst, you know, that can inspire others too. that don't feel, oh, I wish I could do that, but to really understand that they can, that they are powerful creators of their lives, just like That's you are, just like I am. It takes some time to get there. So having that self-compassion, that self-love for the journey is really, really important. So what kind of things did you do to care for yourself through that process? through that healing, through that journey of self-empowerment? You know, I, uh, I love all, I lo love all modalities. Honestly, I love dabbling in all kinds of different things. I would say though, the biggest game changer for me was meditation. And I know people have their own, their own perceptions about what a meditation is supposed to be. And again, we can find ourselves shooting on ourselves real quick with that one. The truth is meditation is just a practice, which means you're not going to be perfect at it. We're not aiming for a complete monk-like silence. That is an unreasonable expectation. What we do want to do is lengthen the space between our overactive thoughts and to create the distance between ourselves as our, our soul, our consciousness, our awareness 
from those thoughts that actually aren't, they're not, they're not us. And so when we can start to observe them, you know, think about it, like I'm watching a movie and I'm observing them as I would observe a movie. Now I don't have to take them on. I don't need to believe that the movie is the truth. I don't need to identify with the movie or the character. I can watch it as from an observer standpoint. And that was probably the biggest catalyst in getting started because when I was stuck, those thoughts, they ran rampant and I had a really hard time not over identifying with them. And so by practicing meditation, even just a few minutes at a time to start with, I think I started with five to 10 minutes and I'll tell you what, still sometimes my mind runs wild and I think, wow, my mind is busy today. Right. And so I'm saying I've been doing this daily for almost two years straight without missing a single day. And it is still a practice. So if you're out there thinking, I can't quiet this, this beast down, it's not possible. You probably, you know, would benefit the most from practicing this. And it doesn't have to be as strict or difficult or restrictive that you might think. So it can actually be very freeing. Ultimately just looking for the space looking for some quiet space, because the more space you can create in your experience, the more space your your heart and soul and your intuition has to come through for you to hear your true voice from within. And that's how you can get to know yourself better. Getting to know yourself really, really well. And embracing that self-discovery process, really taking the time for reflection and tapping into what makes you feel most alive, what makes you feel good, giving yourself that love. And like we said earlier in this podcast episode, that that relationship with self is really key to all other relationships. So what have you been noticing? What has been the result of you engaging in that self-love and healing that relationship with yourself? How is your marriage now and with your relationship with your children? You know, everything has shifted. I honestly, if I were to look back and I actually wrote a post about this not too long ago, the letter to 2018 me, everything is different. Honestly, you know, there, I experience everything differently because I changed. And so I don't have expectations. I don't make assumptions. Right. And so having these small perspective shifts have given me my power back. And the truth is I never gave it away. I just thought I did. I forgot that I had it is actually maybe more how I want to say that, but having this relationship with myself really solidified the fact that I am powerful and in every moment I get to choose. Now, before when I was stuck, I didn't think I had a choice. It didn't feel like I had a choice. That is for sure. Um, But until I realized I was the common denominator I was filling up my space with complaining and pointing fingers and fault finding and making all kinds of excuses for myself to not step into my own power. And we can do that as humans because the comfort zone is so comfortable and appealing. And because our our reticular activating system, our, our filter, brain filter system tends to give us what we are looking for. And it it activates this survival mode response. If we dare breach the familiarity of the comfort zone, right? So we know something might be good for us. We start to take action towards it. And all of a sudden, amygdala is popping in, flight or fight. Oh my gosh, get back to safety. Now the safety is just what's familiar. And so we are trying to change what's familiar 
And we keep finding ourselves back in there like a loop, right? It's like a, a loop of suffering because we keep not following through on the things that we want. But now we shift that awareness. And we realize, first of all, those thoughts aren't us. That's just our brain mechanism doing its job, actually. Thank you very much. Thank you for keeping me safe, right? That is intended to keep us, you know, from certain death. But most of the time, stress is not a certain death situation. Our brain is maybe overreacting. And so we can start to recognize, okay, that's all right. Thank you, brain, for doing your job. Thanks for keeping me safe, but you're not needed here. And we are going to just baby step our way towards the life that we truly desire, even though there might be some thoughts to say, hold up a minute. Wouldn't you like to stay safe over here in what's familiar? If we want a different experience, we've got to start changing things up, right? And so we've got to learn how to live with that, that response, live with leaning into the uncertainty because otherwise we are going to remain stuck. And that means all of your dreams will go unfulfilled. And maybe you're going to stay in that relationship where it's not easy and it's, it's stifling you even more. So if you're facing this question, like, oh, like, how do I get out of this? Well, I would encourage you baby steps and to watch and recognize that your brain is going to keep you, try to keep you safe, but you're stronger than it. So you can learn to develop these skills to observe it and move past it. And then those, those blips, because we're, we're human, we're going to have blips. We can learn to ride the wave of the blips and not get taken under with the undertow, if you know what I mean, right? I'm throwing all kinds of metaphors in here today, but get the idea (laughs) yeah my relationship as a result like we have we've been together for five years and I can tell you right now uh, I made a list of the the ideal relationship characteristics that I wanted actually with a therapist while I was still with my ex-husband and my current partner it took a minute right because my my ex-partner that that wasn't his place on the journey and it was in our best interest really for both of us i believe for us to go separate ways for our, our own evolution uh, but very shortly after i met this incredible human while running a marathon of all places uh, it was my last my third and, and final i think i'm not done living so who knows but probably not i don't really feel any drive to do another marathon at this point because obviously ran the one that i needed to and met my current partner while running this marathon. He was the pacer for my goal time of 4.15. By the way, crushed it. Nice. And we we started to hang out. And I, I just went in with no expectations, right? We set up this relationship where we were going to always assume the best of one another and ask questions, right? Instead of what often happens is assuming the worst and not asking questions, right? And so some of these tools, which by the way, I'm working on my second book, which is going to be about getting unstuck in relationship. Ah. And um, there is just these pieces like scorekeeping. They got no place in your relationship. 50-50. Now I don't see it that way. I'm really more of a 100-100 person. And that just means you're both giving what you can, right? Not overgiving, not extending yourself to a people-pleasing place but giving what you can out of the overflow that you have currently. And so the two of us came to this relationship, both individually whole humans with no need for anyone else to complete us or any of that other nonsense of like, find someone who completes, no, find someone who completely accepts you. That is how you can find a nice, solid, healthy relationship. And what we often do is we, we feel so this fear of loneliness 
and we will ignore things. Our, our brain filter may even block them out and may even invite in some of those patterns that we so desperately want to be free of because they feel familiar, right? And so if we want to shift away from any of those kind of patterns, we've got to get a little bit more aware. We've got to get really in touch with who we are and what is and isn't for us. Like living in alignment, as some might say, right? And following their intuition to guide them. I see your intuition as your, your in your emotions as your inner barometer, and they can help you to figure out which things are for you and which things aren't, right? And by getting this space from all of the thinking, which generally can interfere with the hearing of your own intuition, by creating that space, we actually allow ourselves to get better in touch with that voice that is the true version of ourselves. Yes, and the, there's real potency too in what you said about that wake up moment, that awareness that you have a choice. Yeah. Because that yeah. starts. And it sure doesn't feel like it. <laughs> once you realize that, right? <laughs> that you have yeah. a choice. Yeah. And I know when you're so stuck and like the filter is keeping you safe there, it doesn't feel like you have a choice because you're in a loop and it feels like every time you try and break out, find yourself back in the same place. But I always like to remind people that every time you experience something, you are forever changed. So if you are being aware of what your experiences are, you are going to not be experiencing the same old thing on the same level, but seeing it from a slightly higher, more elevated level with each additional experience. And so, you know, from that higher perspective, you can now start to look back and see your progress, which unfortunately most of us skip doing. We're so focused on where we want to go. We're, we feel that gap so heavily that that really can bring us down and keep us from moving forward because it feels too much, too far, too difficult. So I would propose, look a little bit back from where you've came, right? And look at that gap uh, as an inspiration to keep moving. Because I tell you what, five years ago, me would ever have thought in any way, shape or form that any of what I'm doing right now would be possible. And so I just want to encourage you to, you know, Keep your eyes on your dreams because they are absolutely waiting for you. They are meant for you. And you have absolutely everything that you need to accomplish them within you. Sometimes a little bit of guidance can help, right? Because sometimes we can get stuck. That filter can keep us really stuck. And, and frankly, we have this sort of um, this tendency, this confirmation bias, and this, this desire to not see what is so uncomfortable for us to look at. So that's how sometimes, or where sometimes an external, an external voice, an external shoulder, an external set of eyes can really be helpful just to start digging into those things that we have a natural tendency to want to avoid, right? That, that are probably part and parcel with keeping us stuck. Totally, yeah. Let's strive for growth rather than perfection. And Absolutely. there is some help along the way and some guidance. And certainly you're more than qualified to be able to offer that. So tell us a little bit more about what you do, Christy, and how people can connect with you. Yeah, I mean, I have a few things that I can share with you today. Uh, we mentioned the book already. So I, I do have my book. This is for people who are ready to stop the thought and emotional spirals so that they can start to create that space. So this is avoiding the unnecessary thinking and emotions that are actually just keeping you stuck in the same cycles so that you can consciously with intention 
make that choice so that you can see that choice that's available to you at all times. And so this is going to help you to stop the spiral and start creating. I do have a free chapter available for anybody who'd like, and I know that Jennifer's going to have the link for that. I also uh, have a masterclass called the People Pleasers Path to Freedom. This is all about discovering why we fall into these tendencies because you know awareness is a magical thing right so understanding the root of where this has come from and the direction to start moving forward to your freedom so that you can start living a life that is is good feels good feel, not even feels good feels amazing that's what you deserve like absolutely incredible uh this masterclass might be for you and it's a free masterclass we'll, we'll make sure you have the link as well for that and then of course I do one, one-to-one coaching mentorship. I don't know if I like the word coaching as much. I see myself as an adventure guide to adventure alongside of you in life as you unpack, unlearn, you know, discover the truths about who you really are and shift into the beliefs, the mindsets, the perspectives that are actually going to create for you this limitless, infinite, sovereign experience that you are so, so, so deserving of. And so if that is of interest, feel free to reach out. I would love to connect and share specifically for you what that might look like. I would love to hear your hopes and dreams and start to collaborate on how you can start making them happen because baby, you deserve it. (laughs) Amen, sister. Absolutely. I encourage you all to do that. And we'll have each of those links in the show notes. So it's easy for you to access. It's been Also, I forgot my podcast. Yes, your podcast. Also, your yeah. oh. <laughs> yes, I'm even wearing my shirt today. Uh, so yeah, you can find Create Your Happy. And I know you mentioned at the beginning, but if you want to dive a little deeper into different discussions about this, and also Jennifer was a recent guest. So definitely make sure to check out our episode about courageous vulnerability. It was packed with so much wisdom and so many nuggets that are sure to be inspiring. But each episode is, is filled with, ideas and perspective shifts that literally have the codes and keys that you might need that are going to change your life trajectory forever from here. So absolutely worth a listen. And again, for, for solidifying that foundational relationship with self as that is the theme for the season that I'm working on right now, which is the second season. It's been so phenomenal. So, so much goodness there. You, you don't want to miss it. Amazing. I love it. I love you, Christy, and absolutely everything that you're doing. And I'm so grateful for each and one of you that have been tuning in. I love that you keep coming back and make sure you hit subscribe and that notification bell so you never miss an episode. This could truly change your life. We have amazing guests every week that are sharing their wisdom and their passion for what they do. And I know that's going to rub off on you too. There's even a guide to living your passion and purpose also in the show notes. So make sure you grab that too. Thanks again, Christy. It's been such a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. See you all again next time. Bye for now.